Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. In today's episode, Just Get Back. So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and we have both had, I think, a really busy day. Yeah, busy day and a busy weekend. It was uh, it was Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend, and my goodness, uh, visiting friends now that we're opening up a little bit more and uh, family gatherings. I think I ate heavily Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So, uh, boy, uh, and then it was busy today. So I got to get out there and do some workout because it's uh, the turkey is uh, sitting heavy. Well, we had some people working and my youngest son moved this weekend. So our, we have deferred our Thanksgiving till next weekend when I will happily indulge in what we're going to do. So I am looking forward to it and it's nice to be all together. So I think uh, this will probably be one of the first times that our kind of nuclear family plus a couple other people are going to all be together. So I'm really looking forward to it. It was so great, uh, especially yesterday. We uh, we gathered at uh, my wife Josette's family's, and it was outside gathering. Thirty four of us there. We haven't seen each other in two years, and it was lovely. You know, everybody was double vaxxed. It was just there was a peace at uh, in the in the air, and the weather here has been fantastic. It felt like summer, and it was just it was just wonderful. It was just it was uh, it's amazing how these steps of moving towards something that looks like normal just uh, vibrate through uh the the people that you're around it was pretty special that's cool that's really really cool and the weather uh here in you know southern ontario is still really good i i ha- uh, we had the mow yesterday again uh usually this time of year you're probably not going to have to do it again but we really had to so it's been nice it's beautiful uh, I, I actually think we need to go and turn on the air conditioning a little later because it's getting a little warm inside the house it's humid. Yeah, yeah, it's very humid. So, and I'm looking at the Zoom screen. I'm just laughing because you're in this blue T-shirt and I'm in a green T-shirt. We look like we're the hosts of some kid's show or something. I, I don't know if I can take ourselves seriously today. I really don't. Well, it's either that or just we're holding on to summer. So we've got the bright summery clothing on for sure because we're, you know, we're in Canada. So sometimes it can get cold in October and uh and it is nice it is just uh it is just beautiful i think today feels like 26 celsius which is like summer absolutely absolutely it does look good okay let's continue here uh greg and i have been managers for a long time we've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development in every episode we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark We're going to start at the perspective of the employee. We're going to discuss how we have observed others handle or manage these situations well. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we're going to have a good discussion today, Greg. I think we are. This kind of came out of a bit of a a ranting, not talking. This came from you, my friend. It did. It did. So just get back. You are working remotely hybrid, or at the office full-time, and you experience some or all of the following. When you leave a message for your boss, they don't get back to you. The team doesn't communicate well. It is haphazard when or if people get back in any meaningful way. 
There are too many ways to communicate. Phone, email, text, Slack, WhatsApp. You have deadlines, but you just can't get people engaged in time. You are frustrated. The team and teamwork is a bit of a fantasy. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, you know, it's tough because... uh... I, you know, me personally, I, I get annoyed, I get frustrated, um, but I also get lost sometimes in my own world, right? As to, as to, and that creates the frustration. And, and I, you know, I think this is where compassion comes in place because our world is a, is a kind of a crunchy place and, uh, and people are overloaded and um, we're going to talk about some of the things you can put in place to help. Uh, mitigate some of these emotions, but boy, oh boy, you know, like, uh, first of all, there's frustration. Secondly, you, you get in your head, you think, well, why aren't they getting back to me? And, uh, oh, the, and, and then your stories start, well, that must mean this, they don't really care. There was something going on that I'm not aware of. And our minds, especially when we sit by ourselves in the house while we're remote or even hybrid, it can be pretty frustrating. But in general, there is something about respect. And um, I'm not sure. Uh, I've always been someone who, who gets back to people quickly, I think. We'll probably have callers come in and say, well, who are you talking about, Greg? That's not you. But I've always felt that I did, uh, maybe even too quickly sometimes, uh, but, uh, but, but more quickly. And it, it's just one of those pet peeves for me. Like, just say I'm busy. Um, but I also think there's another side of it and that's being compassionate about where people are. So, um, definitely it can create breaks in, in relationships, trust, and then going into the spinning of our heads. That's never good. Yeah. Uh, this came out, you were frustrated one day. So, Hey, another topic that's good for us, but, uh, this is something I struggle with as well. Um, I like to get stuff done. And, you know, somebody not getting back to me with a crucial piece of information or a step or approval uh, can irritate me. On the flip side, though, uh, I don't know if my expectations are always healthy because I just want to get stuff done and off my table. Like, let's do a good job on it. Let's nail it. And then let's move on. And other people have other priorities. And, you know, getting something done six days in advance uh, may or may not be a good thing. So I do get frustrated with this. And then I have to look back at my own life. And are there times when I did not get back to people as promptly as I should have? Uh, like you, I, I figure I have. But now that we've said that, you know, the phone lines are going to burn up. We're going to get buried by emails. But um, yeah, no, this is something that irritates me, especially when there's pressure to get things done. And, and uh, I don't know about you, Greg, but I'm results oriented. I just want to get stuff done. I want to get the 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 product uh, done. Like even in this... Uh, uh, podcast. Like I say, I'll get it to you by Wednesday night or Thursday night. You know, it's done by 11 o'clock tonight. It's just, I want to get it done, get it out of the way and give you the time to, to listen to it when you can and, and get your thoughts back on it. And then we publish. So, uh, I think, you know, I'm two kind of two sides on this. Yes. Get back to me. But at the same time, is that unrealistic in the situation that we find ourselves? Is it necessary to push off a bunch of things just so Alistair can be happy? And, uh, I leave that, that question to you. I don't know. Well, you know, it really, and we're going to talk about what are some of the things you can do in these situations, because often it, it is maybe to your point, uh, too high of expectations on my end and not being compassionate and understanding what's going on in the other person's. The other thing often is just lack of clarity 
around what's expected and why. You know, we talk in this podcast a lot about the importance of why, you know, but explaining the intention behind it or why something is important. And, and this one is another one of those that's really good um, because it opens up an opportunity for dialogue. I might think something needs to be done really quickly, but if I don't share it, if I'm not clear with it, how somebody's supposed to know? And, uh, and, and I might also be over, over estimating when it needs to be done. And so someone through good dialogue can say, hey, well, that's not my understanding. Here's what I think. And we can come to an agreed upon solution. So I do think there's some great things of common sense that we can help mitigate um, the lack of response. There are always going to be some people who they're just not good at it. And uh, you've got a couple of things that are really good in here. Um, you know, also there's so many multiple channels and people are good at different channels and, and it gets complicated. So that clarity up front is a beautiful thing. I agree. I agree. What are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with the situation? Number one, get back to people, even if there isn't an answer yet. So if somebody's asked you something and maybe you're, you're waiting for something else, just phone them in or let them know, Hey, listen, I have not forgotten about you. I'm waiting for some of the pieces to fall together so I can give you back the answer that you need to get. Yeah, you know, we had a rule uh, that we introduced in one of my organizations that I worked at, and it was such a great rule. I can't remember where it came from, but it said, uh, no matter what, just get back. There's three answers that you can give to somebody. One is the answer is no, and here's why. The answer, second answer is yes, and and here's why. And the third answer is no, not right now. Here's what we're doing. But you know, if you close the loop, what happens when you don't close the loop? Spin happens, and spin is never effective. So it doesn't have to be a call, could be a quick uh, text, um, uh, email, whatever works, but, but close the loop. Um, because if it's not closed, it will create spin and spin that we don't even know because you know our, our head spin, our mind spin, even if we don't think it is, and that makes us unproductive and, and, uh, and stressed. And uh, we need to reduce stress right now. I agree with that. And set the example. As the managers, we set the tone for what goes on on the team and people will be looking for us. And if we're letting things slide and we're not getting back to people and we don't seem to care about it, then that's that's really the tone that you set. Yeah, and again, setting the context, right? By saying, hey, it's really important that we support each other and these are tough times. And so here's what I like to suggest and here's what I'm gonna try and do. And if I don't do it, hold me accountable help me build this habit because I might not be great at it. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a thousand things in my head kind of guy. And I know sometimes I'm not that great. Now I use a whole bunch of tools. I use Todoist. I use uh, reminders that really just help me remember when I got to get back to somebody. So those things are really helping. And there's tons of tools that are out there that can help you if you're not someone who's great at remembering stuff. Um, but set the example. I agree hundred percent. And, and also set the openness for people to coach and encourage you to help shift and build those habits. And set up preferences for how and when people communicate. So just, you know, create an atmosphere that, you know, you have to get back to somebody, you know, this is what I'd like to see within a certain period of time. And, and it, I think it's just great to set up the expectations and communicate them to everybody. And they apply to you as well. Yeah, this is a good one because I had somebody who uh, I was using email with and I, I, I was just, they were driving me nuts because they would never respond to things. And I think, well, what's going on? 
And like, why don't you at least let me know? And they're pretty urgent things, right? And uh, then they said to me, well, you know what? I hardly ever check my email and I don't check my messages, but WhatsApp is the thing that I love the most that I'm connected with. So let's hook up to that and let's agree to the protocol around how we're going to do it. And I promise that I'll respond to you within this time frame. And this is the way to do it. And, and now, you know, it's almost like I have, I know what's you start by what you've said, what's your preferred way of connecting and what are our rules, you know, rules of engagement kind of thing of how are we best going to do it so that we respect each other, that we help each other move things forward. It's, it's a simple conversation. And then you can go back and say, well, Hey, we agreed this, what, what's going on? What do we need to do? And you kind of mentioned something. I think we need to wrangle in the available options. You've, you've kind of talked about it. There's a zillion different ways to talk to each other. I remember I was in this one organization doing some work and, and then they were introducing yet another way to talk to one another. And it was already a little bit frustrating how we communicate. And it's just like, oh, great. There's another platform now not to communicate on. So I think, you know, within the organization, you know, if you're talking on seven different things, uh, if it's not working, then maybe we need to you know, kind of par down how many things we're going to be talking on so that people aren't all over the place. And that's great that one person wants to talk on this app and everybody else is on another. I just think we need to wrangle that in a little bit. And, and you know, do we need seven different ways to talk to each other? Especially if it's project oriented, where you have more than one person involved. I think it is good to have one standard uh, framework of communicating for a project or something that we're working on because it's, you can easily um, send things into the no, man, no person's land, you know, a way out there and they disappear because people haven't checked it. So if you, again, that alignment up front and that consistency, especially when you've got cross-functional or multiple players in it, I think is key. I would agree. It's funny because like I look at my laptop and I look at my phone Oh my goodness, I have, I don't know, about eight different ways to communicate with the different people I do work with. And that means you have to monitor all that stuff, right? And, and uh, you know, I got different notification levels on different devices. And it's like at a certain point, I need to kind of, you know, pare down and, and figure out, you know, what I'm actually going to be talking to people on. Because I, Greg, I've missed some messages in my personal life, especially because I was concentrating on like the top three or four and then somebody snuck in a... Uh, in a message and I feel terrible that I didn't see it. So th this is something I think, think we need to, on a personal level, take account for as well. Right. So, uh, I, I just, you know, people get excited about new ways to talk and, uh, uh, at least three or four of the ones that I'm dealing with there, it's the same thing. They're just a different color. Yeah, no, I agree there. And, it, and it's increasing fast and furious. So I agree hundred percent. And always encourage good teamwork and responsiveness within the team. And as I manager, if you're going around, you know, like people are getting back to each other quick, jump in and comment on it, encourage it, you know, reward people for it. Uh, you know, we talk about, you know, setting the example, but I think you need to go one step further and be proactive with this thing. And when you see something, you know, call it out and say, hey, Greg, thanks for getting back to me so quick. That, that really, things seem to come together really good. Um, I think that's just wonderful. So thank you. Yeah, and I think one of the things managers can really do well is uh, have discussions that help improve line of sight across teams. Uh, so like, uh, you know, from a customer perspective, it's my internal customer. Who do I supply information to? Who supplies information or data or whatever to me? And, and what's important? And if you can help facilitate those connections, they might not even know them, but connections, 
there's so much power if if you and I connect on some stuff is to again sit together and say, okay, what do you need? When do you need it? Why do you need it? When if I understand that and what don't you need, sometimes it's eliminating stuff that I might be sending you stuff that you don't really care about. And creating those bridges between departments or between areas that you can have a discussion around, hey, you know what, what can we do to create efficiency and focus on what you need? And uh, when, I've, when I've done that before, what sometimes happens is that, you know, there's, there's two or three things that you're sending me that I don't really need anymore. And so I can free my time to focus on the two or three things. And then I have a much more likelihood of responding in the time that's necessary because I'm not doing a thousand things. I'm doing half those things. So. And I think you've already covered the last point earlier on, but let's uh, underline it again. Be available or set up expectations for your availability. So, uh, you know, have the discussion with people if you need to set it up, you know, listen, this is what I'm going to try to do. And uh, if it's not working, please get back to me and we'll sort this out. Well, and you know, something I read a book, I think it was Cal Por- uh, um, oh, the guy who did deep work. Um, uh, his first name's Cal, but I can't remember his last name's gone blank, but in it, he's, he blocks off a certain amount of time. I think it was that book, but I've definitely heard it before. And it's been helpful is if folks know that um, there are a couple times in the day that I look at my communication devices and respond and I actually block off time. So one is first thing in the morning, I go through all my stuff and I respond. So I might not get to you if you send it in the afternoon, I might not get to you till the next morning, but know that I, and this is my period of time. And then I also do it at the end of the day. So I actually block off that time to communicate so that people aren't looking for anything. And then if it's urgent, I had one person that said, okay, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to block at the time. And then if it's urgent, you call me, but you know, let's talk about what urgent is. Uh, and, and so be really crisp and clear. And then it's powerful because you know, and, uh, and you're not waiting on something and you've again, set those expectations up front, but blocking off time, Boy, it makes you feel so good. You know, when I get through like five emails, three texts, and and I'm feeling good because I'm moving things forward and people aren't expecting it. Uh, like they're just, they know that this is my time to respond. So, And, you know, psychologically having a list and being able to cross things off, whether it's answering your emails or texts or whatever it is, it's a really, it is a really satisfying feeling. Mm-hmm. I agree. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist as well. Number one, just get back to each other. I think it's that simple. Yeah, it's it's it is about respect, um, respect for other people's time, and uh, and uh, especially if you're connected by a team. And give input on how you'd like to communicate, whether it's phone, uh, the phone, Zoom, uh, I don't know, WhatsApp. Uh, there's just so many of them, right? Give some input on what you feel comfortable with and why. Well, it's interesting because almost all our podcasts, we talk about the equal ownership of anybody on the team to be proactive. And, and, uh, you know, I do a lot of work with uh, new leader integrations and some of the most powerful questions in those new leader integrations is how do you like to communicate? What's your best way? And, but you don't have to wait for those things to happen. You know, if, if you're sensing a kind of a disconnect in, in hearing some things, have a conversation. Say, you know what? I'm sensing a, 
disconnect on us getting back and forth. And, and so I thought I'd talk about how best do we communicate and, and what's our best ways of communicating and uh, really be clear of what do you need soon and what can wait and, you know, those kinds of things. Those are great discussions to have. And, and it actually builds relationship and, and, and frees time to be more effective. And talk to your boss about how the two of you will talk. Just sort it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sort it out. Be proactive. And encourage back and forth with team members. Uh, just get in the habit of, of doing it and, and recognizing it and calling it out. You know, when it works out really well, people should know, oh, this, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. Oh, okay. And call it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because often these things get buried, right? And we steam you know, we stew uh, in uh, individually, and 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 there's no intention. There, there is there are, are other circumstances that have resulted in this response not being there. And what a waste of time! I always say that. Hey, listen, I stew, I stir, and then I realize that I wasted so much time spinning and stirring and being a. And you know, who who did it hurt? It hurts myself more than anything else, as much as that person. But still. How much better is to saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I want to talk to you about this. You know, I'm, I'm. This is what I'm sensing. Am I wrong? And, and I. Here's what I want. I'd love us to have a better way of connecting and communicating because I feel that I'm not, you know, maybe supporting you in the speed of which you need it. And uh, so I, uh, I thought we should chat about it. And it's a great platform to have a good discussion. And the important thing in, in that discussion is that both you and your boss follow through on what's decided, right? It, it's so important. Right. The agreement is fine. And I like that conversation. I like any conversation where you clear the air and you, you get to know each other a little better and you, you know, you know, everybody's intentions and where they're at, but it is so important after that. And it slides into the next point, which is model behavior. You really have to follow through. And, you know, if you're the boss having this conversation, you 100% have to, to follow through and model this, this, this way of doing business. Yeah. And, you know, we've said it in other sessions that it's so important to just send a quick note, text, Slack, whatever, whatever you say, okay, here's what I heard. I heard, here's how we're going to connect. Here's what we've agreed between each other, kind of a shared commitment. And then just send it and say, if I've missed anything, let me know. One, you've got it documented, but more importantly is that, that if there are any disconnects, you get them early on and you align and lock in. And we all know that if you verbally agree to something, then you write something down, then you confirm agreement to it, the likelihood of that shift happening is gonna be so much higher. So uh, take that time, five minutes, here's what we think, here's what I heard, here's what we're gonna do, here's our commitment to each other, uh, have I missed anything? L let me know and confirm back. Yeah, that's cool. And talk out the problems. Uh, if there's a problem, the worst thing you do is just sit there and stew about it, right? Just get totally ticked oh, yeah. off by, right? Talk about it. Like, you know, when you're calmed down and it just, you know, I don't know how you slide into that conversation. It depends on your relationship with people, but you got to slide into that conversation. Say, listen, this isn't working. We got to get off this one program. Like, you know, we've got these two other ways of talking and, and maybe we talk on one for one thing and one for the other project. I don't know how you do it, Greg, but you have to talk out problems because sitting there, you know, just, you know, ticked off with people and, and the process is not a healthy thing. You're just wasting, you know, your own time, right? Well, I just did a, a blog, a, a video blog on, on this. And uh, something that I read recently uh, in giving feedback is uh, this idea of mutual curiosity. 
because you know I use that model ISBIQ, which is intention, situation, behavior, um, uh, impact, and question. But mutual curiosity, I love this. This is just a simple way of if there's something stirring in you to say, hey, you know what, this is really churning in me. And this is what is making me think all kinds of stuff. And I, you know, I don't, I know that's probably not true, but I want it. Can we talk about it? So, so just simply talk about, you know, and if it's this feedback saying, you know what, I'm, I'm sensing, uh, you know, that, that, uh, I, I, you know, there's a couple of times you haven't responded as quickly and this is what it made me think. And I was just, you know, I kind of went into a bit of a spin and I know that's not true, but I thought, Hey, maybe it'd be good for us to just kind of realign to where we're at, have that discussion, be brave, step into it because it'll save so much time later on. And aggravation as well. Right. Mm, yeah. Agreed. You know, this is the thing, and maybe we need to do another podcast, but when you're ticked off, when you're in that spot, you know, you can stay there. And I've certainly been there over the, especially the last two or three years, there's been times when I have not been a happy camper, but you know, you, you, you've got to push out of that and move forward and, and, and just deal with things and, and find it your happy place and have the conversations you need to have. And it's just really important not to sit there and stew in it because nothing comes out of that. Yeah, you know, we should do a pod, uh, another podcast on mindset. You know, how do I shift my mindset in the moment? And those are things that are really uh, important. And there are a ton, there are a number of different techniques that uh, um, I know I've used and you use that really create the space for me to shift my mindset. Because how you enter into that, whatever your mindset is, if it's grumpy and churny and peeved off at the person because of whatever else, it's never going to be good. Um I just wrote down the name, the stew, S T E W. S T E W, the stew, yes. Mm, yes. And that's often, uh, it's a fermenting thing. So, uh, yeah. Stay tuned, folks. We have to write it, but it may be the one that we record next week, Greg. Maybe the yeah. stew. Got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah. It's a, it's a big one. And it's so easy to get in the stew. Now I'm hungry again. <laughs> I'm still full from the weekend, so I'm all right. I haven't had my weekend yet, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Greg, wrap up. Yeah. You know what? This is, it's funny. All these topics are somewhat different, and yet um, th there is a consistent theme throughout almost everything in leadership. And it is about clarity, um, caring, and 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 just really accountability to each other. So you know the clarity is let's just talk about what do we need, and and when it, things aren't clear, they get foggy and mucky, and and this is another one of those. If I'm not clear of how fast I need to get back, uh, what channels I need to get back with. Um, and what you need, boy, oh boy, it is, it is mucky. If I sense that you, you, uh, don't care, then that adds to the thing. And if I'm not accountable, once we line it out, that's it. So I would say our process is always the same. It is have the conversation, get clear up front, um, reach a mutual agreement as to how we're going to support each other and then hold each other accountable if it doesn't happen. Um, but begin by the conversation. So are you feeling better, Greg? I am. I am. 
So folks, this came out of something that was happening in Greg's life and uh, I'm here to support him. We're all here to support him. So I'm glad, he's, right. had, I'm glad he's had an opportunity to talk it out. And uh, it's one of those relatable things so that when he starts stewing about something, it got me going. So this has been a therapy session for everybody, hopefully you as well. But uh, that being said, this also caused me to kind of look inward and go, am I a problem in this situation? Mm. Uh, am I closed-minded about talking on 15 different platforms at the same time? Or am I that person that didn't get back to people that isn't as prompt as he should be, that isn't sensitive to the situation, that this might mean more to somebody else than it does to me. It might feel routine to me. So yes, everything we've talked about, yes. But also, I just think it's, uh, it also, you know, kind of pointed to myself and like, am I part of the problem? Am I the wrong generation? And maybe uh, am not embracing the, you know, 12 different ways to talk to each other, or maybe I'm not the person getting back to people and responding to invites and, and messages and things like that. So to me, it was a little bit of both and, you know, a little bit of therapy, but at the same time, uh, thoughtfulness on my part to, uh, you know, as I go forward to maybe uh, take a little bit more notice of things going on and make sure that I'm the participant I need to be in this thing. Yeah, I think it's great. You know, and you said earlier on, are my expectations realistic? especially in the world that we're in today, because often uh, I think sometimes they're not, not necessarily yours, but I think mine sometimes. And so I need to think about what's, what do I really need um, in this moment? And then that might help us be more clear in, in that as well. So I, it's great. So this is definitely one of the ones that uh, kind of uh, creates enough joy and churn, which we'll talk about in two seconds. Are you saying I'm not the center of the universe? <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you just think about that, like, uh, like spend some time there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, listen, we hope that some of what we spoke about you find helpful. We hope that you weren't offended or we made you really mad about something that we, we talked about, but Greg, this is definitely one for your philosophy. Yeah. I think, you know what I, we, we always end by saying that we hope in our conversations that uh, uh, this came from a coaching an earlier coach uh, for me. And I tend to create the space too, is that you leave a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn and churn is just what Alistair was talking about, you know, pausing and reflecting and say, Ooh, maybe I'm not as strong in this area. Maybe I need to do something that maybe I need to think deeper about this. That churn is always good uh, as good as the joy, as long as you learn from it and grow from it. So we hope that you uh, you have experienced maybe a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn, but all focused on helping you become a better manager, better leader through some of the insights and ideas and the uh, experiences that we've had. Um, call out. I have no idea where in the UK this place is. Erskine. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, Erskine. And a second thing, Greg and I were at a dinner last week, which was awesome to get out of the house and go and hang out with real uh, grown-ups and stuff like that. And we had an impromptu focus group on our podcast. Now, I don't think most of the people there had listened to it, but they knew of the project. And I don't know about you, Greg, and I didn't tell you we were going to talk about this. So uh, we can talk about this afterwards, whether it's going to get edited out or not, but uh, it was interesting to me and uh, along the kind of self-reflection type of thing in, in this issue that we talked about today. But it was kind of interesting because you and I have been on a course for 18 months, 19 months with this thing. 
And it was interesting to get other people's perspective. And for me, it was kind of a clarifying moment about why we do this and 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 uh, end results and stuff like that. But uh, it just showed me how important it is to actually not be insular and talk, let other people uh, talk about things and ask questions. And I don't I don't know if it's going to change the course of what we do, but it was valuable. I found for me personally, Greg, just to listen to people talk and to uh, number one, the surprise on their face. But number two, uh, just to the questions I found especially very helpful when people would ask a question. I think the one question was, what do you want out of this? And I love the reaction when I said, well, I'm there. <laughs> but, you know, just that I, because we've been so isolated for 18 months in our work and our private lives, just to sit there and uh, be open and listen to people's comments and questions it was uh, it was kind of uh, enlightening. It was interesting. It, number one, we got a great meal. It was great just being out, hanging out with friends, and you know we made a couple new friends. But it was uh, just a great moment to get uh, different viewpoints uh, and just listen to what other people expect of you. Although it you know is just their expectations for us from their perspective. It was a uh, it was an interesting conversation. I really liked it. Yeah, I liked two things about it. One was that. Um people really resonated with the idea of just listening in at the dine at the diner table that that aspect of just a couple of people having a conversation about things that are really relevant in our lives that that we can pull some things out of and 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 from there create another dialogue with someone else so i thought that was kind of cool the second thing i thought was kind of cool is just ideas of hey what are new topics that would be really interesting to chat about. And they weren't necessarily topics about being a manager. They were different topics. So this may be an evolution of talking about ranting uh, part two, 2.0 or whatever that is. So we'll have to talk more about that because I'm still shocked that we've had over 60 uh, topics in, in being a management, but it's complex, right? We're dealing with people and there's so many things that bubble up and experiences that we've had that, uh, but who knows what 2.0 will be like. Yeah, we've been pretty uh, uh, lucky that we both get irritated from time to time because the topics just flow from that, right? And I mean, we're sitting here and, you know, I wrote down the stew, so there's going to be another one. But uh, you're absolutely right. I just like the idea. Uh, I mean, it's so hard during COVID to get a group of people together to give you some uh, feedback on something. But it was an interesting thing. And their questions I found were, were like good questions. And it's interesting to see what people's, their perspective was on things and the things they knew and the things that they didn't know. And, you know, a couple of the people didn't know us at all. But uh, I just thought it was a great conversation. To me, it, it's all about that conversation, whether we're in work or in our personal lives or we're writing a book or we're painting or we're doing a podcast or whatever we're doing, uh, you know, being open to those conversations and those questions is not a bad thing at all. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So Erskine, UK, don't know where you are. Thanks for joining the club. And remember, people, take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.